This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? You fucking motherless, fatherless sons of bitches. <laughs> Nobody loves you except for us. Only, <laughs> only, only Genius Brain cares about you. Everybody else who said I love you, they're fucking lying. We're your only families. You lonely bitches. <laughs> Sound like a cult. What's <laughs> uh. <laughs> up, everybody? So we today we have a very, very special guest today. We have the Benny Big Balls Benny. <laughs> Big Balls Benny Lou. Um, the man behind the publication uh, editorial, Next Shark. So if you guys have seen JK News, we actually do bring up a lot of like Next Shark articles. You guys are pretty much on on almost every JK News. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, that. We use JK. Yeah. And also on Instagram, you guys get fucking shared a lot, man. A lot of the memes that you guys start and all that. Um, the news. Yeah. So I, what Next Shark is, is, if you guys haven't seen it or heard of it, it's Asian American centric kind of news. What right would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that we focus uh, a lot on I guess the Asian American community, but ha, Have you heard yeah. of this uh, other they're called Asian Boss? Are, yeah. Are they Asian? They're Asia based, right? Yeah, yeah, they're they're all based in Asia. I don't um I I've met the founders before. Um one is Steven, I forgot the other guy's name. Uh K. Okay. And so those are the two main Are they founders. from Malaysia? Um, or you don't know because they not, they do record like from Japan to everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they're purely uh, yeah. Asia based. I mean, they're fun. They're also funded by, I believe, a um, a investment fund based in a Korea too. South oh Korea. shit! Oh, so yeah, they're just so. all kinds of Asian. It's yeah. Multi Ching Chong ethnic dude. That's tight. They had because I only mentioned this because I just mentioned this on the last podcast that we did. <laughs> this hardcore where they asked if Simulu was like ugly. Oh yeah, that was, was such a weird thing. That was so weird. yeah, I yeah. Thought, that was like it was inter- Yeah, that was so interesting. It was. Yeah. I was like, man, these girls are mean. Yeah, dude, they did not. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> he's not. He's not ugly. He's just not Asian pretty. Yeah, it's like, like it's like yeah. What the fuck, dude? They they act like he's fucking Shrek or something. Yeah, I mean, dude, <laughs> one girl gave him a three point five. I was like, dude, that's hideous. Out of ten. Yeah, that bar is. I don't know how, what their bar is or and how they, high it is. Yeah, I don't know. Are are they looking for K-pop stars? Like, because I know that Asian celebs or just Asian standards in Asia is different. Like their their beauty standards are different. You know, I I will say this: the, the the meanest one there that was just fucking going in on him. She did have a point though, not about how ugly he is because he's a very handsome man. It was more like she says that it's insulting that they are using Asian culture things to grab a bigger Asian audience, but they don't ask Asian people about their preferences about who they want the star to be. And so, because a lot of Marvel's ticket sales are based in Asia, they they sell a shit ton there. Oh. So her point was that how come you guys based like these these beauty standards or what you think a handsome Asian man should be if that's like your thing to get us to go, but you don't cater it towards Asian people in Asia. She goes, oh, the majority of us yeah. live here. Yeah. So why would and, and he goes, Who is this guy? If he's if he's somebody that's famous only in the United States, he goes, Well, we have stars in China that are internationally well known. Yeah. Like they he, they could bring a bigger audience and we you sell so much stuff over here. How come that's not put into consideration? So I kind of understood where she was coming from with that. Yeah, because it's totally different. Asian American culture is different from Asian Asia culture. Yeah, yeah the challenges are different too, you yeah. know, because uh you know, here, like we 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 deal with the whole um, you know experience with racism and how we're kind of perceived in the media. Whereas in Asia, I mean, they're the majority, yeah. So mm-hmm. they don't really have they don't really have to deal with those issues. And then the contrast isn't as big when when you compare it to European and West uh, America, America, right? So like, if there's a hot like French actor or like a British actor or whatever, the standard of beauty is pretty damn similar. Right. Yeah. So, but then for us, it's, it's, it's almost like a whole different world. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, different. Cause I think like, um, Asian American style too, just, 
it's not that we're trying to look black or white or anything, but our tastes, um, it just develops differently because it's so multicultural. Yes. So then I feel like Asian American girls are prettier than Asian girls in Asia, even though they have their own style. I think, yeah, it's cool and all, but yeah, I don't know. You know, they like that Chinese style, dude. The girls with the fucking white ass faces, the pink (laughs) lipstick and the yellow teeth, dude. They're cute as fuck. eh? (laughs) They want girls that look like they don't even eat anything. (laughs) (laughs) There was that huge thing in Asia where they're like, they wanted that thigh gap shit. Yeah. And that's, you know, it kind of came here for the crazy challenges and stuff. Yeah, the thigh gap shit. They want like virtually no muscle musculature in their legs or some shit. I'm not sure if that's a pop thing now, but that's what I remember when I was young. They were wrapped like dollar bills. Like if if it wraps all around yeah. then like it's like some you're, weird you're like, shit dude yeah. and right now the hot thing in like korea and japan i'm not sure if it's in china but it's like peach lipstick with peach rosy cheeks and really pale what? faces like it's like that's like the hot makeup thing i, I don't know why but when I, we were in japan all the girls look like that yeah they want to look like cute cute dolls yeah and, and for me i feel like a molester because <laughs> like because i'm like that's they they're they look like children you know what i mean like their idea of cute like it's too cute to the point where there's no um in my opinion there's no sex appeal yeah but then i agree but then asian american women like they they um there's like a level of this sexual maturity to them like it's more western like their clothes their even their body type like there's more protein you know what i mean like there's <laughs> curves and there's just yo shout outs to the asian girls in houston y'all got ass right it's fantastic <laughs> i wish i could just fall asleep and bury myself in it yeah but the thing is if they're in asia they're they're so fat. fat yeah they're fat <laughs> why are you so fat yeah there's a vice article of like uh, crazy. This, this woman that was just like oh like when i went back to china like people were thought it was okay to call me fat people on the streets was oh okay yeah to, you know and so i mean here <laughs> they just like, walk around hey fat ass yeah <laughs> It was crazy though. It's like you know, you know how like uh, some Asian parents, or for Chinese parents, when I grew up, I mean, it was very normal. If you see like a family member and you call you fat, yeah, they just call you fat. Hey, you got fatter. I think that's an Asian thing. Dog man, yep. They this is the most annoying thing I would always get right because I was so fat for the majority of my life. They would come up and they're like, "Dude, you're so fat. You need to stop eating less." And I would stop eating. They're like, "Well, you don't like my food." Like, why'd you eat some more? You can't win. I'm like, what, what What do you want from me, you fucking psychopaths? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you want me not to eat or you want me to fucking eat it? And then they pile my plate to the fucking top and to the brim of of every fucking side of the plate. And so they're like, like fat shame you again after. I, know. I'm like, I, don't, I don't know what you want from me, man. Like, I, it's like damned if I do, damned if I don't. So I was like, whatever, fuck it. I'll just eat everything. The cool thing was like at church, though, um, every Sunday at, at my Korean church, they would have a, a potluck type of thing after sermon and shit. And then they would, they would, you would go through the line and they would put all this like fucking panchan side dishes and they would put it on my plate. They would look how big I am. They go, oh, and they put some more. <laughs> I'm like, damn straight. Damn. I love that shit, dude. Everybody jealous of me and shit. And I was like, you wish you were fat bitches. That's so fucking funny. Well, you started off originally doing, uh, we were talking about a four new media rock stars when I first met you. Mm-hmm. No, actually it was the other Asians. Remember oh, yeah. that? Oh, that was before new media? Yeah, that was before. Yeah, you, that's yeah. how I met them actually back in, well, the, the thing with Benny is you've been always doing stuff for the Asian community, like just behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, you know it's always like, yeah. pushing pop culture for us and shit. Yeah, I've always been really passionate in it. I mean, you know, I grew up in San Francisco to Chinese immigrants and everything and uh, went through that whole Asian pride phase because that was huge and, you know, the Bay with Area. The up, up, uh, upper cap, lower cap with the AZN? Pretty much. And X-X, a P-R-Y-D. What was, what was your fucking email and your screen name, bro? Oh, my God. You know, it, I had such a corny ass like. Did you just say it right fucking it was, now, Okay, so I, I used to break dance back in uh, okay, from elementary tight. school to middle school. Yeah. So it was such a cheesy name. It was my, my screen was just Ben the Breaker. So there was no like AZN or anything. Oh, like yours that. is better than ours then, dude. You know, what was, what was yours? Mine was like fucking Korean panda bear. <laughs> there was like, it was like Asian some shit. I can't remember. But then like, I also had like, everybody used to call me panda. So like it was just it just stuck because I was just a big fat Asian guy, right? So all of my emails had the word panda in it. Mm, yeah. That was like your nickname? Yeah. That's cool. What about you, Joe? What was your screen name? Damn Joe, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does no everybody shit. say to me? <laughs> Damn, that was funny. But before that, like I never had that AZN thing. Oh because really? I got in early, early to AOL and then like I wanted to be like this fucking wannabe hacker and shit so like I did the uppercase lowercase but my name was Apex you know oh <laughs> so yeah. like I was like next level with it uh, and then and then I got into the whole Asian shit I didn't know that Asian people like existed 
When like, I grew up around like blacks, Mexicans, and then oh, like yeah, when yeah, I was yeah, online, yeah. I was just looking at fucking text. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't know that there was a shit ton of Asians in LA until I moved. Oh, yeah. interesting. When I uh, when I used to work at the men's warehouse, so when you when you you worked at the men's warehouse, yeah, I used to work at the men's warehouse. I used to sell and fit people for tuxedos and suits and shit. So I was like a wardrobe shit guy, and so oh, fucking uh, dudes like these old OG Asian dudes would like sign up for their kids to get their stuff. But the funny shit is like they haven't changed their email in ages. So it's like this guy that looks proper as fuck, but it says Asian Gangbanger 96, you know, at Yahoo.com, motherfucker. Like and it's like AZN Thug Boy. Yeah. Sweet, sweet face. So they're they're very appre- they were they were always apprehensive about writing their email. They go, Oh, do you, do we have to write your email? I was like, Yeah, that would be the best way unless you want us to call you. Writing it down and I'm dying laughing. Wait, somebody phone's going off? Is that my phone? Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> this phone. And then podcast. That would have like, been bad if it was me. I'm like, yeah. yeah. But anyways, so you're okay. What what got you to start uh, your first publication? Like, uh, what is it? Is it a blog first? Yeah, it wasn't so, even like. Yeah, we got to go back to like the other ages. Yeah, then, that was your much, original. You know? Yeah. So yeah. my background has always been, you know, man, I don't even know what my background is at this point. It did so much stuff, you know. I mean. I would say uh, I started off like as an internet marketer towards the end of uh, college. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so uh, I was doing a lot of like uh, cool campaigns. I did a, I, uh, had a couple big clients. I uh, mm-hmm. did a couple projects with like, you know, Billboard, MGM and mm-hmm. uh, McDonald's. Um, and then, you know, through some of my friends that I went to college with, you know, Melly, Melly Lee, you guys, uh, you know, know who she is. Shout outs to Melly Lee. You know, great, great photographer. Exactly. Craziest drunk I've ever met in my life. She's awesome, though. I got fucking stories about her. She's fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> no, she's great. She's like, you know, I, I definitely love her to death. Uh, you know, definitely I consider her as family. Um, but yeah, you know, I went to school with her and uh, through mutual friends, uh, you know, we met Julie Zahn, yeah. uh, who's now an actress and, you know, really successful and everything. Shout outs to Julie Zahn, also a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> that bitch got cocaine running through her blood. <laughs> and she's sober. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah she's, she's sober. So, That's the crazy shit. She hustles so hard, man. Seriously, like I respect her a lot. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, they 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 both approached me and they're like, hey, you know, we want to start like just a blog for fun, just to showcase, you know, profiling Asian Americans and non stereotypical, you know, careers and everything. Because you know, we're kind of push because of the model minority or whatever. We're kind of mm-hmm. push more towards you know more conservative, uh, you know, jobs like medical lawyer, all that stuff, right? Which is great. Yeah. I don't know why people hate it. I'm like, man, that's a great thing that that for our culture. Yeah. You want people doing respectable shit. I think it's always what you're passionate in, right? Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I never, I think like the, because I never grew up with that thing. So like. Me I, neither. I, I didn't know till later. I didn't know that was a problem. Like cause when somebody was like, oh, you're going to be a doctor lawyer. It's like in your face. I'm dumb, dude. <laughs> but I'm like, that's tight that you think that. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> I'm like, so you copping off of my paper? Joke's on you. I didn't even study, homie. I know. Why'd you get that F just like me, stupid? <laughs> in your face. Yeah, I, I wish I understood the whole problem with the, the what's it called? Model minority thing, right? Well, you grew up multicultural, like in Sacramento. I, I mean, similar to me, right? Like, I think that's why we all vibed. Like, I grew up in Gardena there is a there is a handful of Asians there but then it's it's like lower you know income kind of like middle class um damn see while I'm talking about lower income middle class <laughs> <the> fucking popo <laughs> yeah perfect and timing I, perfect I was timing. blind to um what the majority of Asians were like so yeah there would be a handful of Asian nerd kids or whatever but there would be a good enough amount of other kinds thuggery. of thuggery yeah thugging like athletes or whatever and so cool Asian kids and whatever so um I was until like later and even when I went to a predominantly Asian neighborhood which is Monterey Park but M- Monterey Park you know Asians are the majority yeah yeah and, and it was like the it was like a fucking breeding ground for Asian gangs back when I was I was like like growing up but um I never felt this like thing until college and then I started doing shows and then I started to meet other Asian kids all over America and I was like, well, this is the majority. I'm the minority. Like, this is, I'm the weird one. Cause I always used to watch TV and being like, who the fuck are these Asian guys? Like, this is some fucking fake ass made up yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh, wait, no, that's actually what most Asians are. I'm the wrong one. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. It's where you grew up, man. It's, yeah. It's always, it's yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Know? So, yeah, that's, that's awesome that you guys were um, doing that with the other Asians. You wanted to showcase like artists, entertainers, um, just, 
kind of out of the ordinary doctor engineer kind of stuff, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we saw like this like trend of like, you know, back then um, a lot of like Asian creators were um, making a big foot mo- uh, footprint onto YouTube and everything. Yeah. And so I would say I would argue that uh, a big portion of YouTube stars at the time were, you know, Asians and Asian Americans. Oh, for sure. They were huge. You know, hell were- yeah. 2007. Yeah. Man, we had like the top three. We had what it was Ryan Higa, Ryan Higa, Kev Jumba, yep. Ray William Johnson, yep. you know, like the Christine top Gambito, all those yeah. guys. And you know, it's like it's because it requires you to understand how to use a computer. That's why fucking Asian <laughs> people, baby. Dude, we're innovators, man. We had, you know, we were on AIM, we were yeah. on Zanga. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, Friendster, all that stuff, man. We were Facebooks, on Facebooks, all that, all that stuff. You know, we're even, early yeah. adopters in technology, that's for sure. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, back then when YouTube was very early. That's it, yeah, it was fucking awesome because that's also where where we were able to get our foot in the door in entertainment. Yeah, you guys threw you know JK. I mean, you know, I I was a fan of you know JK News and everything. I mean, just kidding, films that yeah. was at, at the time and everything. And so it was really just cool, kind of like seeing um, you know so many Asian Americans do their thing and you know gain a big following mm-hmm. because of it. And you guys not only had Asian fans, you guys had you know a multitude, you know, yeah. different multicultural. I, mean, I think like for us too, we were just very like. I think we've always just been like outsiders on a lot of stuff because we never really we never really actually got involved into YouTube community. Right. We actually just kind of stuck within our own little yeah. nucleus and our own yeah. self, you know, and then we just kind of hear things to the grapevine about what's happening to YouTube, you know. So that was the weird part. People were like, oh, like I would go to a lot of these YouTube events and people, albeit would be very offended when they they come up. It's like, oh, I was hanging out with this person. I'm like, who's that? I wasn't trying to be cool. I don't fucking know who you are. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know who you are. That happens to me a lot. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, I remember the first time uh, I came to, oh, actually, shout outs to uh, Tom No, but I met Tom. Yeah. And then Tom was like, oh, I represent Kev Jumba at the time. I'm like, I have no idea who that is, bro. And he thought, I, I think he kind of thought I was an asshole, but I was like, I don't know who the fuck that is, dude. I don't know who this guy is. Like, I also represent Joseph Vincent. I was like, who the fuck is that at the time? Love you, Joseph. But when I didn't know him. And so, so people, I think they kind of had this thing of, oh, because you're an Asian American on YouTube, you should know who these Asian people are. Yeah. But I didn't. Like, I only knew them. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, well, in your defense, you're trying to be a stand-up comedian. Exactly. It was and a different he, world. And, and so he just did YouTube just to fuck around. And when we met, like, he was still on his trajectory, like, to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah. He yeah. just used YouTube as a way to do things. He wasn't a YouTuber, yeah. even though he did YouTube rants or whatever. It was just stand-up comedy bits. Yeah. And, and so, like, I, th- I think, like, as we became closer and friends, we were like, you should just be on YouTube because that stand-up shit is going to be a really hard grind. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, we all kind of embraced it. I, I think we come from the generation of being a YouTuber is kind of, like, looked down upon and it's not respectable it's cool and now it's, that's oh, yeah. what's crazy you know <laughs> it's cool like the kids that grew up watching us they're like i want to be a youtuber when i grew up grow up or whatever and i'm like ooh, that's a low <laughs> standard buddy <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with you dude we that's did this because we couldn't get in hollywood you know yeah like my friend's kids they'll be in school and you know when you're in elementary school they'll ask what you want to be when you're older and kids will put youtuber as a career path what a weirdo <laughs> That's insane. And it's such an odd concept, too, that, that that's a career choice. And it's it's weird because, like, I always tell people, um, like, YouTube isn't easy, man. Like, that shit's fucking rough. I think they, they, they see a lot of the stuff and they think, like, oh, I could do it, too. I was like, well, just like any other career, if you could do it, you would have done it by now. You yeah. have to be kind of like – I mean, it's great to try. It's, it's great to do it for fun, too. But I think to t- make it into a career is the hard part. Right? It's hard. I don't, you don't know how sustainable it is. Yeah, it's dedication, know. too. And I think the way that people go about their YouTube career, too, there's a reason why a lot of these guys come and they disappear really fast now. Yep. It's like three, four years and they're gone. Mm-hmm. It's because they tried to do as much as they could whenever they could and they didn't really have any content. They just kept stealing from other people's ideas. Mm-hmm. And after a while, that well dries up. Yeah. And they go, well, what now? And the problem with the younger with, – with I think a younger YouTubers is that they identify themselves based on what other people think about them. So they don't really create because – not all of them, but – a good handful of them don't create because they want to create. Yeah. They, yeah. But it's hard because like, I think that, um, 
it's a weird system now because I think that when you're when you get a viral video, you get a viral hit. Like you see all the numbers, and those numbers is like validation for you, right? Yeah. And so you know, if you're a creator, like yeah, these numbers are great. I mean, you know, we just got to keep doing these sort of things. And I think that if you go down that path, it's really easy to kind of lose sight of you know yeah. why you're doing oh, this in the sure. first place because now you're like, oh, I'm doing it. Naturally, you kind of just all of a sudden fall into whatever the numbers yeah. like take you. I think right? it's kind of cool. Like when I think maybe it's because I didn't start off trying to do YouTube fully it's just whenever i put up a video if it did well i was oh that's dope if it didn't do well it's just kind of like is what it is and i would move on and would do another one right just because i never really held anything too precious there's not there's rarely anything i've ever put up on youtube that i thought was perfect i was like it's gonna go up on youtube this is good for what it is you're not the type to delete an instagram photo because you didn't get enough likes oh absolutely (laughs) not dude like i'll just leave it on there you know i mean just like it is what it is i half-ass everything It's 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 a weird weird space to be in, man. Like it's evolved a lot. I mean, especially like, especially I feel like for editorial stuff, like you guys do. Yeah. It's editorial stuff is hyper going into like video and like they're opening up video and digital branches now, yeah. right? Yeah. Actually, what's crazy is that uh, I read an article today. Like they surveyed about like a, a thousand teens or something, and uh, I think it was like I forgot the number. It was over fifty percent. So I think it was like sixty or seventy percent of them said that they get their news from YouTube. And not like YouTube, not like YouTube in terms of like CNN, YouTube, but Uh, like, you know, YouTube personalities and, you know, celebrities, influencers. Yep. Exactly. All that. Yeah. That's what I've been telling you, man. You got to go into video. Like, (laughs) I mean, in Instagram, I bet you get a lot of traffic from Instagram because people are fucking passing around your shit or like tagging their friends or whatever. Right. But the memes, I think that's how people consume news now is they just either they fucking see memes real quick, like the the clips. Yeah. uh, Facebook. You know, like, I don't think anyone's watching TV. And it's dangerous territory because, like, sometimes, like, you know, news, you... you can't dumb down certain pieces of news by one photo or like one meme, you know, there's so many no. different nuances and stuff. So it gets into dangerous territory too, yeah. you know? So it's uh, it, it's a struggle that we, that we need to figure out too. Where yeah, I mean, like, I think yeah. what what's cool about you though, is that you try to keep it a little old school. And what I mean by that is I don't think people understand like old school journalism and news is just reporting. And then you're yeah. trying, you're not trying to do an angle unless you're, you're that's 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 propaganda you know like that's that's uh that's just not good journalism that's an opinion piece or whatever right but that's the nature of what the world is today because um you know like all these media like big ass moguls are trying to catch up to what someone on the floor with twitter can do like if you see some shooting just went down you could just fucking record it on your phone and just upload Everybody's it. Everybody's a journalist now. You can, yeah. Anybody can be a journalist. And and then yeah. you can just be popular off a blog or you could just be a personality and a vlogger and be a political vlogger or news vlogger, or you, you know, and then it's like they're beating all these guys. Yeah. So then what do they have to do? They They don't have time to research. They don't have to. Like there used to be checks and balances, you know, like if you wanted to publish something, you had to go and like you have your chief editor and then he checks and then you have to check your sources and a lot of source, a lot, lot of lines of verification yeah. before you report on something. Even then, sometimes you could be wrong, too, even after all that work. You know, yeah, you know? but now it's because yeah. of that speed that all this like mainstream media is trying to do. They're getting into a lot of fucking shit, dude, because they're fucking lives over like they're they're going based off of like. Oh shit, I don't even know where this info comes from, but then like I better beat the punch so I could get the clicks. Yeah. And then people are being wrongly accused of certain things and being doxxed mm. and all that stuff. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, the addiction to the numbers. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't I, I think it's uh it's it, it's tough. I mean, I don't I don't think there's you know, people are outright out there to do bad shit. But, you know, sometimes like when you see certain numbers and you're subconsciously kind of like, oh, maybe this is the right way to go. Maybe this is, you know, what we should be doing. I don't even know know if people are writing now just to get information now, especially as like, I don't know if like, I mean, there's a lot of people who are great. And I'm just saying from the stuff that I see that blows up, like the journalistic integrity kind of disappears for things that blow up a lot. Right. So, for example, there was an article about I forgot who wrote it, but it was something about like. It, it was literally an opinion piece about, you know, adults shouldn't go to Disneyland. And it's like, did you? Oh, re- millennials shouldn't. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, yeah, did yeah. you really write that because you think that? Or did you write that because you wanted to stir some shit up? Right. Because, yeah. the you know, just reading it, it was like, oh, this is just, it's, it's, 
stupid. It's idiotic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I look at that and I'm like, this person literally just write this just so people can click it. Yeah. Like, I bet you that did really well too. It did. Yeah. I was pretty sure because I saw it because mm-hmm. I don't look at anything. You yeah. know? It's like, how do I like fucking pander? How do I get these? Yeah. How do I make these people angry and then it'll go viral or like, you know? Yeah. Putting two groups together or something mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to get that debate going on. Yeah, yeah, because real journalism could get boring, man. This podcast is brought to you by Skillshare, baby. That is the official song for Skillshare. I don't care what you say. Uh, yes, this podcast is brought to you by Skillshare, my friends. And we're talking about lifelong learning. We're talking about learning outside of just college, high school, junior high, or even some of you elementary school students, all right? But we want to take uh, lifelong learning um, and just make it accessible for people. And that's what Skillshare does. Skillshare allows you to learn a lot of the stuff that you want to learn uh, outside of just an institutionalized place such as college and do it at your own pace. Um, there are a lot of things that we want to learn at our, on our own time. And there's a lot of things that we want to learn outside of what college can teach us in a very quick and accessible way. And that's what Skillshare has. So Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. So whether you're returning to a longtime passion project, challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has classes for you. The classes that I consistently take or the lessons that I always go into always have to do around with uh, photography and videography and Skillshare has a bunch of stuff like that. So for me, it's really applicable to my life because of what I do for a living. So check out Skillshare and you will love it as much as I love it, people. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering Genius Brain listeners, two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash brain. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash brain to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash B-R-A-I-N. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> That's it's, why. It's, yeah, but but how know. do you find that balance? Because I've noticed that about Next Shark is that you guys don't do that. You, you you just report. Yeah, we do our best to try to stay like as balanced as possible. But at the same time, you know, for us, uh, you know, we aim to be the voice of global Asians. That's kind of like what our tagline is. Right. And yeah. so, you know, in, in terms of that, we kind of just want to offer a platform to showcase different points of view because Asian Americans and, you know, Asians in general, like they're not, the, you know, they don't believe in the same things. There's a yeah. lot of cultural differences. Oh, like shit differences too. Yeah. See, I like you that know? about you because you're showing that we're not a monolith. <clears throat> like yeah. there's Asian conservatives, there's Asian libertarians, there's Asian liberals, there's, you know, there's so many different schools of thought. And even within the culture, you could be Japanese, American, Chinese, whatever, like, and there's slight differences and all that stuff, right? So people don't think and feel the same exact thing. But there's other groups out there who want to speak for us as if, like, as an Asian American, this is how we feel. And I'm like, fuck, no, I don't agree, you yeah. know? That's why I never come out. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I think that there's, uh, obviously, there's certain, like, you know, Asian activists and, you know, you know, hats off to them for everything that they do. And, you know, they, they come out and they, you know, they say, hey, you know, we speak for whatever. But, you know, for me, I've always kind of just like to be behind the scenes because I don't speak for all Asian Americans. You know, I don't yeah. I don't I don't want to, you know, yeah. and there's so many things that I still don't know. Right. And so all I can really do is like, hey, um, you know, we offer a platform. And if you guys have like, you know, some interesting thoughts, um, you know, and if there's certain news that um, that needs to be shine upon within your community, I mean, that's something that we want to, mm. you know, offer that to you guys. Yeah, and people, I, I, you know, like you said, everybody can be a journalist and people with the biggest chip on their shoulders, right? Some of the trashiest things I've ever seen in my life, man. Like uh, I met somebody who wanted to do a documentary on the, the, the white takeover of matcha, right? And so um, having a conversation with this person, I was oh, like- Oh, we should do it because then we could, we could make them feel like every other <laughs> matcha stores inauthentic yeah <laughs> and we're the most authentic one yeah <laughs> so this person was talking about it's like oh yeah like oh when people drink matcha they shouldn't just drink it however they want this is a ceremonial thing and i'm like nah bro like you're talking about some ancient ass shit homie like fucking- even in japan they fucking do matcha f- like favorite ice cream and yeah. they don't exactly what so, the fuck are you talking so like, about so this person this asian person has a huge chip on their shoulder and i was like you're gonna do a docu-series about garbage because that's it's not even true I was like, have you been to Japan? 
like literally you'll see fucking like matcha flavored condoms for crying out loud or some yeah, shit you know what i mean matcha ice cream yeah. yeah it's like what the fuck are you talking about but people sometimes when they have this huge chip on their shoulders they, they like to make their personal feelings into facts and it kind of sucks right so it's like like that type of thing too because we own a matcha store you know and well we we kind of made these drinks very fun because what we learned when we went to japan is like the farmers that actually make our matcha they just mix sugar and water and that shit and they drink it up you know what i mean they drink <laughs> that shit nice like it's sweet tea, tea. Yep. yeah you know and so i'm like well what the fuck is this person's problem right and that sounds like the best way to handle it too the best <laughs> yeah. way to take it too in my opinion. and a lot of people yeah. in japan don't drink matcha on a regular like the ceremonial style because there's a whole fucking thing behind it it's like going to yoga class for fucking yeah. tea dude you don't want to wear you wear yukata and everything no yeah. it's the whole ceremony it's like what are you talking about and dude it's so funny because i was talking to one of the farmers out there that um he's you know he, he he's a we he's the distributor and then i was like so um what made like this whole dessert matcha thing popular and he goes i think it's actually westerners and we're like, what? And he goes, yeah, you know, like, um, it was the matcha craze kind of started dying down in Japan. And then, you know, Westerners started doing like lattes and things like that. And then he's like, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's reviving the whole like excitement for matcha again. And then so it's like everything we're global, man. Everything is just always being influenced by each other. And to be so fucking rigid about how this culture owns this thing is, I think it's a little weird. Well, you're not going to win that fucking battle. Everything is global now, right? Yeah. So, I mean, just think about uh, something very small like this. When I go to, let's say, Hawaii or something, right? They're like, get me a souvenir from something in Hawaii. I was like, you can go to a market and get the same shit that I got yep. in Hawaii right in LA. You yeah. don't need me to bring anything back. You know, I stopped get doing souvenirs because of that reason. I stopped doing it because I would go in and I'd just be like, oh, made in China, made in China, made in China. Oh, fuck. I saw the same. Like, get Mac Nuts. Well, you could get it at Costco. It's like, what? Get these special chips. It's like, well, I saw it at the fucking market the other day. Like, yeah. Yep. There's nothing special anymore where I can bring it back unless it's like handmade. Oh yeah. And yeah. I mean like my favorite thing was Hokkaido chips. I was like, oh I got I, I need to go to Hokkaido and get these chips. And then it's on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be, oh okay. Dude, the, the one thing I do miss so there's this like little chocolate that I get in Japan that Mariel introduced to my fiance. It's called Black Thunder, right? It sounds like Black a, Sanda. Yeah, it sounds Damn. like a black guy's dick. But it's this chocolate. What's <laughs> like our name or something? It's just cheap chocolate, right? And you can get them like in any fucking like convenience store in Japan. And it's fucking, I love it. It's like their version of Crackle, right? Uh, I tried getting it online on Amazon. A box was like 30 something bucks. I was like, fuck, man. Like I should have just bought a shit ton over there, dude. Because international shipping or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It fucking pissed fuck. me off, man. I was like, oh, God, man. I just want some, I just want some Black Thunder, dude. <laughs> so there's got to be some kind of like responsibility that comes along with that daunting task of wanting to be the place for i guess an asian voice oh of course it's a it's a big responsibility and I so mean, is it like you know. asian voices in western countries or what's your guys is like real model here i think that um a majority of our team is in America, obviously. So yeah. we do cover a lot of Asian American news and we cover a lot of news from like a Western Asians, you know, viewpoint mm -hmm. in a sense. Right. Um, and, you know, the whole premise of Next Shark has been just very, it has been very, very organic. I mean, I don't know yeah. if you guys know, but it started off as an entrepreneur site for millennials. Yeah, I remember that. I like right? that a lot because it spoke to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, you know, <clears throat> we, we did well for a little bit, but it wasn't, we didn't do it it wasn't at a scale where it's like, wow, we could really like, you know, make a living off of this or, or whatever. Right. And uh, we were just trying to figure out, okay, well, what's, you know, what's, what's our angle? What do we do? Right. But then we noticed that a lot of our Asian centric content was doing well. So whenever mm -hmm. we showed like uh, an Asian entrepreneur or like technology in Asia, we saw like an uptick in, you know, traffic and, you know, just people sharing our content online. And it, for some reason it just spoke out to them. So we're like, okay, let's, do a little bit more of that. And so all of a sudden we became kind of like, oh, okay, let's, let's focus on Asian faces, Asian businesses, um, you know, more slightly towards Asian and I uh, started doing really well. And then this is 2016. That's when the old, the, uh, Rio Olympics happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we started getting all these DMS, um, you know, going, Hey, um, you know, there's a lot of Asian athletes of Asian descent participating in the Olympics and, uh, you guys should cover them because, you know, there isn't as much visibility for these athletes. And so we were like, okay, it's not really in our, you know, wheelhouse, but we can give it a shot. Yeah. And then our coverage like blew up like crazy. I mean, even wow. little things like we covered something like we didn't even break the story. It was a 
like all the other mainstream publications already released it. Like Vietnam wins their, you know, first Olympic gold medal or something, right? Oh, the the guy with the gun, the the sharpshooter? I think so. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember it was just the weekend. I was just like, you know, I, you know, at the time I was still like doing, you know, writing too. And so I remember just the weekend, I just did a quick write up on it. And all of a sudden it was like, you know, 500 hits in less than 24 hours. Wow. It was crazy, you know, and so many people were sharing it and everything. And then a couple months later, uh, um, the, uh, we started getting more DMs going, hey, like crimes against Asian Americans are some of the lowest like reported. Like you guys should cover more of that stuff. And, so your yeah. fan base actually just created the content for you. Yeah. So no. you gave them what they were just asking for. Yeah. We just, you know, because for, for us, I mean, I think that it's important to kind of listen to your readers and to yeah. figure out kind of like, you know, what, you know, what is what is it that they, you know, kind of want and want, want to kind of consume. And we kind of base it off of that. And so, you know, I always give shout outs to, you know, a lot of our readers and supporters is a reason why, like, you know, this is why I'm here today, mm-hmm. honestly, because all I did was just listen and, you know, listen to feedback. I try my best to, you know, read, you know, the PMs and read the emails, like even to this day. And so do our staff. But too. What was that article about crimes against Asian Americans or at least what does that mean? Um, just like, you know, for example, like, oh, uh. Um, how do you say it? Like, let's say the whole Dr. Dow's, uh, situation, remember oh, okay. like, you know, so that one actually like really, really put us on the map. I mean, mm. um, you know, when that a Vietnamese, um, I guess Vietnamese American, uh, doctor was dragged off this forcibly dragged off flight, you know, he was, he was like bloodied and everything. And yeah. again, we weren't the only, we weren't the only publication report on it. I mean, tons of publication reported beforehand, but because yeah. we built such a solid Asian following at the time, um, there was this like analytics company that was just like trying to rank um, how much engagement um, a Facebook post got based on a certain subject. And so when they were ranking based on the subject surrounding this, Next Shark actually ranked, our coverage ranked number three across Facebook. Wow. It's crazy. Like we beat, I, I saw we beat out New York Post and there was like all these major Damn. publications under us. I was like, wow, this is crazy. I mean, you know, it's uh, so... Uh, the stories are right. I mean, I feel like, you know, um, they it, it's one of those things where they don't really get to see this sort of coverage like anywhere else. And so this is kind of a space where they can kind of go, you know, discuss this, these issues and to kind of share what's going around locally. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm sure we share a fan base because we always use your guys' articles for JK News. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and it's because I genuinely care about it. And then they're they're interesting. They're funny. And there's it's not. I mean, there's there's so much variety to it. You know, you yeah. got fashion, you got music, you got fun, you got um, and it doesn't get too political. Like like that's what I like about it is I think nowadays you have to choose a side like you can't be a news media outlet that does, you know, you that does balanced sides yeah it's got to be either left or right yeah and even for us like this is what we'd say i mean if, if anybody ever says uh, asks us you know wait what do you politically align or whatever and you know obviously you know as a publication we have to say yeah we keep, try to keep as balanced as possible but it's no secret i mean like our um, if you look at a majority of our staff like a majority of them are definitely more so like left-leaning right mm-hmm. But, you know, how we kind of try to balance it out is like, you know, we don't try to shun people that don't really believe in, you know, what mm. believe in our beliefs. I mean, we've had like Trump supporter, Asian Trump supporters write op-eds on, on our page and we've gotten flack for it. But at yeah. the same time, it's kind of like, you know, look, so many people voted for, you know, so many people voted for Trump, you know, yeah, and yeah. you can't tell me that, you know, they don't have like some sort of a voice, you know. And so I think that it's important to at least try to create a dialogue of some sort, you know. Yeah. Um, and. We, we don't know it's the whole thing is not perfect right i mean yeah. there's still like a long way to go to figure out where that equilibrium is and everybody's just trying to figure out like how to reach that equilibrium yeah and right? I, that's something i can stand by because I, I think jk news we try to do the same thing where i mean at the end of the day we're we're not genius philosophers we're just there to fuck around and talk shit but at the same time i, I feel like we'd have a fan base that is both like liberal and conservative. And some people get, they feel left out if we lean too much on one side or the other. And I think most of us don't care enough. Like we'll care. Like I, I, the way I look at politics is like, like WWE and like drama and like entertainment. Like to me, I don't take it as serious as other people. And I like to argue. So it might sound like I'm just really about something, but I just argue for the sake of arguing sometimes because it's fun. But I have to remember that people take this shit serious. And this is something that is like someone's life, you know? And then, and then so I try to do that. But I also want the goal is like the common ground thing. And it's like what – where is there a, a place where they can agree or maybe even find a compromise? Because 
um, the way that this country's going to, it's 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 a lot of these like people just in their own bubbles and saying, well, fuck these guys. These guys are they don't know anything. They don't have the right data. They're all fucking brainwashed. And the more we separate like that, it just creates chaos. Yeah, it's 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 hard, man. I mean, it's uh, it's we're we're this we're in this stage where there's just like no room for nuance, right? It's either like you're either here or you either yeah. if you're not with us, then you know, screw you. I just don't yeah. think I think people just they they say they don't like labels, but they fucking love labels, dude. They like groups. They like being grouped up into a group and they like pointing fingers and saying, I'm better than you. That's like, that's generally what, what people have. That's, yep. that's the same thing with even like, let's say if we were to bring it down like to earth, YouTube and Hollywood, right? There's always this concept of like, I'm better than you. Like mm-hmm. my, I'm a content creator. You're over here sucking Hollywood's dick. And then these people are like, you don't even make real movies, you know? But it's like, why can't people just be happy doing what they're doing? It's, you know why? It's because people like labels. They like it. They, there's this thing where people are going on right now. They're like, oh, don't label me this, this, and that. But you just say it, but you fucking love it. That's why you like- I love it. It's fun. <laughs> they like they like the identity and the feeling of belonging in a certain group. Yeah. I like to feel like I'm better than people. <laughs> like, that's true. Because I'm like, fuck those Hollywood motherfuckers. How many dicks did you have to suck to be in that movie? A lot of dicks. But then they get like 20 million for their fucking role. And I'm like jealous. Oh, yeah, for sure. Damn it's it. hard, man. Yeah, and then they get to go to the Oscars. Sit next to Lil John. Little John, Little John in the Oscars. Little John in the Oscars. That's what Little John is doing. He's at every Oscar. He's not doing music anymore, but he's yeah. hanging out. I fucking love Little John, dude. That's I what I mean. Like, um, they're probably sitting in the back somewhere, you know, like the with the with the C lists and the B lists, not in the front. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you always want to go into like journalism? No, not a, dude. You know what? The funny thing is, in college, you know, I got like I think I tested still at like a high school reading level. Like I, I'm a oh, dumbass, dude. Like that's it's fucking funny. It's it's crazy, dude. Dude, it's it's funny because my parents had that whole thing where it's like, oh, you know, Benny's gonna be when I was born. They had this high bar for me where it's like, oh, Benny's gonna be a doctor someday. No, I could see it in his face. He's gonna be. He's gonna really save lives and stuff, right? Yeah. And when I got into kindergarten, they had they realized they had to lower their bar like crazy. That's fucking funny, it was, dude. It was like, like <laughs> back in back in kindergarten. I gotta tell you, like your own parents had. As soon as you got into kindergarten, day, you made them lose hope. That's yeah, so dude, fucking dude, funny, bro. Dude, like, dude, That's I remember hilarious. First parent teacher conference. I remember like you know during spelling tests, you're supposed. To, I don't know how it was for you guys during kindergarten, right? But when we took spelling tests, right? You know, you take a piece of paper. There weren't desks at the time for some reason. There was a small desk, but you had to like kind of pick a corner yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. kind of listen to the teacher. I was one of those kids that was just drawing. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't pay attention. I didn't know what was going on. I was so oblivious to what was going on. That's fucking funny. So I was just like, I was literally, so by the time everybody handed in their, their, uh, your spelling test is like, I'd have pictures all over mine. And then, so, and I remember like the bar was so low that at the end of the year, like, you know how they give you report cards, they write comments and stuff, right? Like, yeah, uh, Benny's really improved. I mean, he stopped talking. I got most improved too. They were like, oh, uh, you know, yeah, Benny's really improved. Uh, You know, he stopped talking uh, when I talk. Uh, He doesn't make weird noises like, you know, in the corner. (laughs) He understands that timeout is a, you know, it's a punishment now. It's not, you know, room to just like, you know, screw around and everything. It was so low. (sighs) And so funny. Every like, you know, I shit you not, like every single year up until I went to high school, during parent-teacher conference time, it was the same exact conversation. And it was just like, oh, hey, uh, Benny, we might need to hold Benny back a grade. You know, like he's really struggling. Things aren't working out. Same exact conversation. And for some reason, I always just barely like, you know, I just barely made it every single time. Up until actually, even up until college, I just barely made it. Like, you know, I graduated from UC Irvine, right? And, you know, I... I but you still got in the UCI, though. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Oh. Talk about like, you know, good investments, right? Because before when I went, you see Irvine was like a safety school, you know, like it was considered oh, one of the same. Right. It was yeah. like, it was like you Riverside. Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah it was like yeah, Riverside. Right. And then you, you right. yeah, it was like, it was oh, like, Irvine like, was like that. It was a safety school, man. It oh, was, really? Cause I didn't get in Irvine. I only got in the Riverside. Oh, for real? <laughs> well, I had like a 2.6 GPA. So I barely hit the minimum to even apply to UCs. Oh, uh, I was, I did really poor in school. Did you go to UC Riverside then or no? I went you? to UC Riverside. Yeah. They took everybody. So <laughs> they literally, my SAT scores were really good though. Uh, like, if like, I went to Cal State LA. Nice. I should have. Because it was the easiest school to get in. Because I was like, what's it going to take me in a week? I yeah. don't want to wait a year. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to, so wait, what, what, what did you major in then? I majored in psychology. 
Oh, huh. me too, man. Yeah. The, the one of the easiest yeah. ones. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, no, 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 it's no, interesting. No, no. It's it interesting. was. Okay, no, yeah. no. I was interested in it, but yeah. it was the only major that I could pick that was easy enough where I could convince my parents, hey, I could be, I could get a PhD still. Because it's a science. Doctor, you know, I could, I could convince them that I could be, I could still be a doctor of some sort, you know? If no, because I, I was actually going to go into psychiatry. That's oh, why. That was, yeah. Really? Yeah. I kind of wanted to too. I like listening to people's problems. I like. Oh, you, you know, do? For, I do. I just I like do. to tell people what to do. Instead. Like, I'm just kidding. What to do. No. I yeah. And you like listening to people's problems, huh? You like listening to people's problems? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, it's uh, it's you know, for me, like uh, you know, I I don't know. I've always been kind of uh, I wouldn't say like, like um, an empath. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very empathetic. I think of you're people. pretty um easy yeah. to talk to. Like I never felt um tense around you or, or awkward like i just tell you whatever yeah i'm the, the same way i mean it's just uh, i don't really i'm very in the moment I, you know i don't really you know when i'm talking to people i mean you know they have my full attention usually i'm not really too off thinking about really anything else you know because you can kind of tell with when you're talking to someone and you can kind of tell when they have something else on their mind and everything i mean for me i've always been just very focused and kind of in the moment yeah so that's good you don't have add I do actually. I, I yeah. I, I'm actually diagnosed with ADHD. Oh, I am. Well, but when you it comes to explains your you fucking childhood, you guys are twins, dude. This oh, fool was also dude. dumb as fuck when he was a kid. Yeah, I was so <laughs> dumb, man. A psych major. I don't <laughs> know how I graduated. Seriously, I still don't know how I did it to this day. Me too, because I'm still yeah. learning things about psychology that I learned in school, yeah. and I'm like, oh man, I should know this shit. What were you guys' GPA and, and after you graduated? You guys remember? Um, your GPA? Oh, I, didn't, actually, I actually didn't graduate college. I had a semester left, and I quit. Really? Yep. I decided to move to LA. I graduated Magna Cum. Really? <laughs> Damn, bro. I gra- I graduated with the bare minimum GPA. I think it was like two point three GPA or something. That's Man, crazy. I don't. I don't I just remember what my GPA it. was. But yeah. I think okay. So the thing about ADHD is that we do have the ability to focus if we put effort. Oh yeah, for sure. Into certain things, right? But um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's if we don't really see the reason, or if, they, if we don't want to, then we just don't do it. Yeah, yeah, not not yeah, exactly. I mean, for us, it's kind of like uh, it has to be meaningful for us, and mm-hmm. if we latch onto something that's you know of interest, then we really are into it. And we're mm-hmm. also very good with our hands too, because yeah. you know that it, we have to focus we're on so whatever we're doing. Fidgety and shit. Yeah, we are. I wish we they, we had those fidget spinners back then, dude. That would be yeah. so so awesome. That's crazy that up. the fidget spinners was originally created for people like that and just became like a craze. I know that means a lot of kids have fucking ADHD. I bet you. I bet you they do. Yeah. but. It's like under, un, it's like overdiagnosed, but also underdiagnosed. That's true. I yeah. would just put like an exercise bike in like these elementary schools. Yeah, and for these kids who are fidgety, it's like, all right, you get to sit in your seat, but you got to fucking cycle, like just work that shit off or something. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think like I I, th- I feel like it shouldn't really be like a like negative thing. Like you know, this is a disorder. It's just more so we just learn differently. You know, yeah. I no, hate for it. sure. I have a whole book about it, but it's it's basically the whole take is like it's a superpower. And then they're saying that it's the um, hunter gene. So what? So you know, like whoever has ADHD or just diagnosed with it, it's like saying you're a hunter living in a farmer's world. So yeah, and it, and, and we're kind of we feel kind of useless to society because it's the way that it's structured is more like a farmer. Like I'm not saying like a real actual farmer, but yeah. then like someone that's in like routine and day to day and whatever. But the people that have this gene tend to be um, one excited and we're the we're kind of like the white girl like in a horror movie where we go towards the danger so the way that it was i guess beneficial as a society is you need those guys that would be like oh fire and then they're like i don't care and then you just run in like an idiot and then you just (laughs) save the day and that's who i am (laughs) yeah or like uh or like the one that goes okay i'm gonna go hunt see you guys in three four days and you stay like super happy where you're just traveling and yep. yeah so it's a uh that's really needed in that kind of oh yeah society yeah for sure but today you know the way that the school system works it's just for a different type of personality yeah exactly you're not you, I, I feel like we don't we don't we go to school to learn but no one really ever teaches us how to actually learn in gen- you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. how do you actually study like how do you like find interest in things you well know? it's very like systematic and systematic approaches like that tend to i mean it's not going to work for everybody you know what i mean and also too like i just hate the way how teachers are paid too so they, they're not going to give a fuck with they're that type motivated. of wage they're yeah. not motivated dude like if they I don't care about the too. material people they, we sense it man yeah and mm-hmm. then we don't care about it either yeah there's nothing to like incentivize like teachers yeah. Like and it's still a job, and there's no incentives to it. Then what's the whole point? 
you know like you work this job and it's not a dead-end job you know what i mean obviously like what they do is very fucking important but they're not being compensated correctly for what they do and i get it too because like it's demoralizing for them when the kids don't give a fuck yeah. they come into class and then they don't want to learn shit so it's like they're just it's a daycare well yeah you got to babysit you know? so many kids too i saw this infographic that was like hey like if you don't believe in paying teachers a standard salary why don't we just go by you know babysitter um yeah. you know, hours and it was like you know oh, 15 dollars an hour for a babysitter times you know 30 40 kids you know this is how much you should pay, you know x amount of hours yeah. this, like i yeah. think it averaged out to like three hundred thousand dollars a year yeah. or, or something like that you know and i mean I, I i see an argument to that for sure you know yeah. it's at the end of the day we're investing in the future there right? was this i forgot what i read it but it was like some some kind of video where i think mark Wahlberg's mom is a teacher right and he was he was kind of talking about the points that we're talking about right now but that kind of scrolled through some of the instagram feeds because of the video i saw on instagram and you know there are a lot of people who don't who believe that teachers are overcompensated which is fucking crazy but it's like middle america type of people where they're just like well all they do is they work they have summer school they don't work those three months and you know that's their mentality they go they they work from night whatever like 8 a.m to 3 p.m and that's it they get paid enough he goes i work 14 hours and this is what i get paid it's like they take work home, home you yeah, fucking yeah. dumb fucks who grades the fucking homework, you dumbass? Yeah, who creates the syllabus? Who's 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 creating the curriculum, you fucking dumb fuck? Yeah. But then there's a lot of people who don't know that and they don't really appreciate teachers, like how much they fuck. Because I wanted to be a teacher yeah. mm-hmm. originally. That was my original career choice. Yeah. So like when I saw that and, the, and that, <laughs> fuck. that comment had like a thousand something likes. Wow. I was like, damn, people are that fucking dumb. They think that teachers come in, they punch in, they clock in and they fucking clock out. It's like, wow. how fucking dumb are people in and the United they're, States? They're, consi- they're consistently learning and putting time towards, you know, well, they should be uh, toward the subject that they're teaching and all that stuff. Yeah. And I know a lot of teachers who use their own money for oh, supplies yeah. for oh, yeah. the fucking, yep. and they don't get paid shit. Yeah. No, not at all. You know? Yeah. It's That's long- crazy. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, I read man. that comment. It had like a, a thousand something likes and other people were disagreeing. And there was a handful of people that were disagreeing. But the fact that that comment had so many likes bothered me. I was like, do you really not know? I was like, you're an idiot. He goes, I work. I think he said something to like, oh, I work at the factory. I'm, you know, you know, making these cars or whatever, whatnot. You don't hear me complaining. I do actual real work. And it's what it's so odd when people consider real work. It's like you have to be bleeding and dirty. Yep. You know? yeah. I try not to judge unless I've walked in the, that person's shoe too. Yeah. I, you know, I try not to make those assumptions either, you know, and I think yeah. people assume and they, you know, they try to compare them to themselves and yeah. It's just a weird thing. Like I never understood this word that it's, it's this concept of because I worked harder, I should get paid more. It's like, no, yeah, you worked harder, but you didn't work smarter. You don't get paid based on your physical effort. You get paid based on what you bring to the fucking table what you deliver exactly yep. and a lot of people don't understand that they go yeah. i worked hard well great dog you also worked like a dumbass isn't yeah. that like doesn't that sound i mean that's just entitlement right yeah because they have the choice to find another job mm-hmm. they, they they have the choice this is this is a fucking free ass country man like what why are you so bitter that's what i don't understand yeah it's a, if you want a career change, if you want to get paid better, if you think being a teacher is better than what you're doing, then why don't you become a teacher? Like the fuck? Yeah, if it's such an easy job, then maybe you should do it. Yeah, yeah, like, that's the best. You the best argument back. You know? <laughs> yeah. if, you, if that's what you think, then go for it. It's like roads open for you. Be my yeah. guest, dude. Like I'll let you run my class of fifty kids, specifically in California, because these classes are hyper impacted now. It's like in you, the ghetto yeah. too. Yep, in the ghetto because they pay good. Yeah, <laughs> but they also have the fear of fucking dying, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this video clip of this kid. He was uh, this this teacher, the substitute teacher, was writing stuff on the board, and he was a blood. So whatever it was a, a C, he made him switch to a B. So he goes, wow. Nah, he's like, Nah, you can't do that shit, your homie. You got to put that shit into a B. Wow. So it was like class had to be blast. You know what I mean? So he made him erase all the C's and made it into a B Whoa. or some shit like that. Yeah. And that's like some real shit that these teachers had to deal with. Like, right? It's like, what the fuck? Um, are you allowed to beat kids at school anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Something in, in that case, yeah, it's okay. You know, like you're just in a different world. You know, the high school I went to, I went to, uh, have you seen Dangerous Minds? Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That, that, 
my school was based off of that oh they really? filmed that there they didn't film it there no oh. it was it was basically about so i went to um carlmont high school mm-hmm. and so uh up in it's in the suburbs like it's in a very nice area in san Did carlos and everything no 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 nothing <laughs> like that dan, dan, you know, dan, dana carvey went into our went to our school he's a, he was a, he's an alumni and everything oh, shit. but i guess dangerous minds the book was actually based off of a teacher's experience from carlmont high school because oh shit i guess what happened was um they you know it's you know most of the kids like i would say half the kids were like from the suburbs like yeah. you know you know upper middle class like white everything but then the the other half of the school was bussed in from east palo alto um i forgot whatever reason was maybe like i I don't know if it's because they didn't have a high school there or whatever but yeah it was majority it was just very interesting to kind of see like you know these two different worlds kind of like you know clashing and everything but it was it was crazy i mean overall like my my high school experience was pretty good but we've had we had like three riots like you know during my time there it was so interesting how how old are you uh 31 now so yeah, they, did they separate? Did they separate like the busted kids with the suburb no, kids and stuff? N- not at all. But this is what I will say though. I mean, it was interesting because after like uh, you know whenever a riot happened, right? Then uh, they would separate the lunches. So they're like, hey, we're gonna do split lunches, but we're not exactly sure how they figured out how to split people. And I at the time like I wasn't really aware of that. So I was, oh, okay, uh, we have to, you know, I'm in, I'm in lunch one versus lunch so two. They're, you know? So they're like protecting the suburb kids I, that i don't know that I, I that i can't i can't confirm or deny to be honest i mean mm-hmm. because at the time i just wasn't really like i wasn't aware of those sort 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 of we things would have time, race you know riots I mean? at our um Ugh. high school mexicans yeah. against blacks really yeah that is crazy yeah and then um of course there's gang fights and then yeah. there's just individual fights and there's just people beating teachers and it was fucking nuts man well i went to gardena high and then the second one uh second school i went to was mark keppel by the now mark keppel's one of the best schools yeah, ever it's nice yeah. and it it was because our 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 generation was so fucking bad that they had to put a lot of focus and that's what tends to happen right like some schools are so fucking bad and then everyone puts a lot of focus there yeah and then they change shit up but we used to have a PSA at the Mark Keppel High School. It would play on the local TV and then it would show like how decrepit our fucking whole school was. <laughs> and then it was based, they were trying to get funding. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's um, crazy. But then, yeah, I mean, Gardena High was even worse, man. That one was, we had a police station inside the high school. There were, uh, it was like the number three biggest drug dealing school in California. Oh, damn. Like, yeah, it was fucked up. You know what's crazy? Like maybe two years after I graduated, it's like something, I, I forgot, maybe it was another riot or something that happened, but like I like they made the students wear their um, ID cards around their necks. Oh, shit. They had to identify every student or, and stuff too. So it's like, it, it got yeah, so crazy. Man, that's, yeah, man, that's something that people don't understand. Like some of the air, some of the schools in America are like three third world countries or jails. Yeah. It's some fucked up shit, man. Like we had a police station in our school because there would be kids being caught with actual crimes or like hardcore violence and shit. Like we had a cop station inside the fucking, you know, what do you, the administration building. There was a bench with handcuffed shit like hanging there. There's always a kid or two there. There would be three or four um, bicycle cops just yeah. like rolling around with the security. And um, my friend was telling me like, no, nah, like we didn't have police coming into our school every day. And we're like, man, we had a police station literally inside yeah. of our school. Um, yeah, dude, it was nuts. It, it, like they'll be just, yeah, it was it was chaotic. Dude, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And like, you know, my classmates would disappear left and right. I remember, you know, one of my, one of my friends is a guy named Roberto is a Mexican guy. He sat next to me in English class. And then one day he stopped showing up. And when I asked like what happened, he was like, oh, he got, he got shot like nine <laughs> times, you know, in his car uh, two weeks ago. I'm like, oh crap. And like, you know, and that, you know, I would hear these stories like, you know, multiple times throughout my time throughout my time like during high, high school and stuff I'm like wow this shit is shit is real yeah i mean i'm not you know i didn't i didn't grow up in the streets or, or anything like that but it was just really interesting to kind of like you know but see that as an observer close to it proximity yeah proximity wise yes because there's yeah. kids that grow up with no fucking idea yeah. like like you know they'll grow up in a nice little town and everyone says hi to each other and they have they might see it on tv but they don't know the how fucking close that shit is yeah you hear so many things you know you hear there i mean i naturally i hung out with you know a lot a lot of the minority kids because you know i, I went through you know a couple instances of racism through the school and so naturally you know i hung in out NorCal? with yeah NorCal. Well, what weird. city uh you know what it's uh everywhere but like i, I lived in uh, san carlos area i mean it's a pretty now Where's san carlos like, san carlos okay is it it's the like, bay or yeah, is it the south bay, san francisco so if if it's if san jose is right here yeah and san francisco is right here we're kind of like in the middle of everything mm-hmm. 
So, you know, so yeah. like we're talking like Menlo Park, like close to Menlo Park, close to, you know, all the Is it near Cal Palace? No, I don't believe so. Okay. No, not Cal Palace. No, Cal Palace is closer to Daily City. So we're oh, yeah. more towards that's like South San Francisco, San Francisco right? and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Man, that's crazy. It's just such a fun. I thought NorCal was hella liberal ass. Like it was liberal. I mean, no, don't, don't I mean, even looking back, I'm like, wow, how did I go through those things? I mean, I remember I was just at a movie theater, right? And I walked by this like uh just like an old white couple, it looked like a nice person, but then as I'm as I'm walking by them, and this is this is me like a freshman in high school too, I hear the old guy yell out, fucking Chinaman. I'm like, what? Damn. Yeah, that's so random. I never really so got random. that. Yeah, yeah, it's so random. And this is in NorCal. NorCal has like got a big concentration of Asians. So it's yeah. really like so I never I got to Sacramento. Like my, my, Chinaman. My, yeah, it's just really it's so so weird. <laughs> what is this? The gold rush? Yeah, Who the yeah. fuck says China? I've never right? heard I know. that shit. It's so you weird. Got yeah. Chinaman. I always gave like old people passes and I'm like, you're gonna die soon. <laughs> I'm like, you will you'll die I respect soon. my elders, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I'm just like, you're gonna die. There's no point in changing your opinion, dude. Like you'll die with your fucking ideals too. Like, so I just let it go. There's a young person bothers me more <laughs> yeah right that's course. crazy yeah. well guys that's actually the end of this podcast we usually wrap this up at 45 but we went almost a solid motherfucking hour son oh, i man. know that was a good one yeah man well guys you could catch us on spotify uh itunes podcast and any type of audio platform out there Leave questions and comments in the YouTube video below. Benny, where can they find you? Obviously, Next Shark, but... Yeah, I mean, if you want to follow me, it's just Benny Liu, uh, B-E-N-N-Y-L-U-O. People mm-hmm. used to like to switch the O-U, but yeah. it's actually L-U-O. Yeah. How do you pronounce that in the Asian way? Uh, well, if you want a legit way, it's Luo. Luo, but, okay. But then I used to say just Lu. I like Lu just Lu. flows. flows that shit is hard as fuck. Yeah, Benny, <laughs> Benny Luo. Yeah. Luo. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, check out Next Shark. Uh, it's definitely, uh, especially on JK News, use a lot of their articles and stuff, man. And, and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Watch JK News first and then you can click one of their articles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, sign up for JK News Patreon. Yeah. They need it. <laughs> yes, please. All right, Support Jess. news. We will see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you very much.